0: What? 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 What?
1: What is up you guys?
0: You're
1: listening to the Fox Gospel podcast. I am your host Chad the Dad. You're with me. Mike faithful co-host Aaron Sexton. I stand alone. That's right. There are no other co-hosts. Casey is
0: in Colorado doing something. We're not really sure. We speculated some things but he
1: may have told me. I'm picking him up from the airport on Sunday but he's doing something in Colorado and Josh I don't know. Josh was just like hey I'm not gonna be on Again this week, but I promise I'll be on next week, so we'll see. Well, he's he's corporate, so he is corporate.
0: You you don't have work hours. He actually
1: when you he listened last week and called me like immediately when we started speculating why he wasn't here, and apparently he had a lot of work to do. Whoa! Um, Like he called me yesterday. And he was up till 2 in the morning working and then woke back up at 6 a.m. to start working again. And so, and he's not, like, going
0: into the office. He's working from his home. Yeah, he's working from home.
1: That's the worst. So he is swimming in it. That's the
0: absolute worst when, like, your home has now become your office. Like, there's just no safe space to get away. Yeah.
1: Well, and I would just want to do the things that I like to do at home. Right. Like. There would be nothing in me that would desire to... Yeah,
0: no motivation. Go work. Whatsoever. God. It's tough. It is tough. That's why I'm glad I'm not corporate. Well, so I was telling you that when I was driving over here, I had a terrifying experience. Yeah, you did. Uh, so, I last night, before service started, our youth service, for those of you listening, we did an outside Youth service. Chad and I built a fire pit with some cinder blocks, and Chad built a incredible fire. Nice and toasty. Uh, It was nice and toasty, and very picturesque because I got some pictures of it, and it was it was like a fire that you would see in you know a fire magazine (laughs) about campfires, home and fires. (laughs) That's right, home and fires. (laughs) The number one fireman subscribe magazine. That's right, (laughs) home and fires. So yeah. And, anyways, before the service started, one of the students brought me a gift, Uh, and I guess it's for Pastor Appreciation Month, because October, for those of you who don't know, uh, is Pastor Appreciation Month, so if you go to a local church, uh, just show your pastor some love and appreciation for everything that he and his staff do for you guys. I wonder how many different things this month is. Oh, it's so many.
1: Because it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Spooky season. It's,
0: it's really everyone's a... favorite season, so they're like, "Let's just do our favorite thing and support our, our favorite then. cause during there this time." Uh, but I think that's what it was for. But it wasn't specified. It was just here, and it was. It wasn't wrapped, like in a in a wrapping paper. It didn't come in a bag, but it came in the tissue paper that comes in like the gift bags. Like oh, okay, some, yeah. Some black tissue paper, and it was a couple of Star Wars books, which I'm super jazzed about. Okay, like
1: novels
0: yeah like okay so uh anyways put them in my car get home last night take the books out go and put them in in my house so tonight i'm driving over and i hit i'm i'm driving with my windows down and the heater on because this is it's that time of year for it it's the
1: best way to ride
0: and so my windows are down the heater's on you know air is circulating and moving through the car well that black tissue paper was still oh, in no. my car oh, and God. i was on a stretch of the road <laughs> where it was like not n- no street lights yeah y- except for like every like you know 50 yards 100 yards or so and so it's pretty dark I'm driving, the wind is blowing, and all of a sudden, like so slowly this dark figure raises up in my passenger <laughs> seat and I was like, Oh god <laughs> I reached like I punched the crap out of that <laughs> tissue paper, dude. There's a ghost in my passenger uh, dude, that's seat. That's immediately what I thought oh I was like, god. Spirit
1: <laughs> That's terrifying.
0: It was horrifying. Oh, I could I was so glad that like because I always ride with my pistol with me, Yeah. I'm always packing. Yeah. And so, but it's in, it's in my center console where it's made for if I see something happening, like coming towards the vehicle, I can get it ready. It's not made for if something is already in the vehicle,
1: in the car. It's coming from inside the
0: cab. Oh man, I was it freaked me out, and so I wadded it up and threw it out the window. I littered because I was like, "Get out of here, you <laughs> scary tissue paper." so
1: angry you! Lures. who wraps
0: presents in black tissue paper <laughs> <laughs> Oh, star wars fans i guess i guess man oh man I, um, I, I had a heart attack and almost peed my pants
1: i had a scary experience round about the time you would have been on your way over here i was sitting out here in my living room and i'm just looking up things
0: to talk about uh, just trying to prepare, it shows how prepared we are. Like five minutes before the show, you're like, Okay, gotta <laughs> think of topics. That's right.
1: And I hear what sounds like my son like falling over or throwing a like a plastic toy, yeah, like something with multiple plastic parts that are banging together. Yeah, and so I go to pull up my ring camera that we have in his room. And as I'm doing that, I hear what sounds like something fall over on the front porch. Well, there's a window on the front porch to my son's room. And so in my mind, I'm like, someone is climbing through my son's window. Yeah. Which I know is not very likely because not only do we have locks on the windows, but they have these little like safety latch things. So, like, the window can only go up, like, four inches, and yeah. then you physically can't push it up any higher. Uh, but it didn't matter. My brain in that moment was like, someone is breaking into my yeah. house. And so, right here by the front door, we have our coat closet, and it just has all kinds of stuff in it. Like, it's got a couple buck knives that I have in there. It's got, like my golf clubs. It's got our pellet gun. So I just reached in there and <laughs> I grabbed... Everything that could
0: possibly be a weapon. <laughs> That's right. I just reached
1: in there and I grabbed the biggest knife I could find and turned on my phone's flashlight, unlocked the door, and looked outside and there was nothing. That, like, like
0: Sylvester Stallone in that in that store in First Blood just in the moonlight yes, a huge knife.
1: ready to murder someone. <laughs> uh, but it was these pvc pipe things that made a balloon arch at somebody's baby shower mm. months ago who never came and picked up their pvc pipe balloon arch that's sitting on our front porch so it's their fault praise the lord i didn't have to stab anyone right yeah
0: and or that no you didn't have was... a gun ready because i just would have shot through the wall <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's dangerous what i if, know. Like, What if that would have been you out there and you, like, accidentally knock something over and you're out there all polite, like, trying to pick it up?
0: That's what Catch a couple (laughs) bullets. I'm sorry. I messed up your porch,
1: man. Oh, my gosh. Well, it is true. We are full-fledged in spooky season. We are. We are halfway through the month uh, and spooky things are happening. There's ghost tissue paper. There's scary PVC pipe. Yeah.
0: It only happens during this time (laughs) of year.
1: And all the like. And you and I were talking about that earlier today. You said something about it's only this time of year that people go, like, look at haunted places. And go to cemeteries and things like that to scare themselves or to scare others. And I think part of that is, of course, because it's October. And so you're thinking about, like, Halloween. And you're kind of getting in that, like. Is that a mood? Is yeah. Halloween
0: a mood? It's a feel? It's a feel for sure. it's
1: a vibe. uh, so they're getting into that vibe, but I think it's also, and I said this to you, I think it's also that the air is already chilly, yeah, and so you naturally have kind of a chill about you, yeah. like you know you're always kind of like one moment away from a like shivering. Yeah. And so I think it just like is that much easier if something startles you for you to like right. get that chill down your spine Which, get the it, get the goosebumps
0: You know so it's like it's like a, I guess you can say it's like a scientific theory that when ghosts are trying to manifest they suck all of the energy out of the room and and
1: it gets cold And it gets cold and that's yeah. why you
0: can see your breath but I mean if I were in control of the spirit world and how uh, things happened there, I would make the room incredibly hot just because there's nothing worse than being scared and sweaty. Like, there's just... (laughs) Like, you're already uncomfortable.
1: Scared, bad. Sweaty, bad. (laughs) Scared, sweaty,
0: the worst. (laughs) It's just the worst. (laughs) Like, I don't want to take heat from the room. I want to add heat to the room. (laughs) Okay,
1: see, you went, they sucked the energy from the room. I always just kind of assumed it was because, like, corpses are cold. And so, like...
0: And that's not how the theory goes at even,
1: all. even further removed from a corpse is a ghost, and so, like, you've got to be, like, real cold. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like, well, the only way a corpse it's like an ice can pack. stay a corpse is if they're cold. <laughs> But they that decompose is- <laughs> when they get hot. So in order for them to be a ghost, they've got to be colder.
1: That's right. The the cold is leaving the body. It's like corpses
0: are the refrigerator <laughs> of the spirit world, but ghosts are in the freezer.
1: I don't know why I thought that. That's just where my brain went.
0: No, I've watched way too many like ghost adventure shows and paranormal activity stuff. too. yeah, like I know about like the EMP reading. My favorite that they use is like the water sticks so there's yeah water witching yeah the old technique of you hold the two rods parallel to each other or whatever when they cross that's where they use them to find water Mm -hmm. that's why they you know they would cross and be like oh there's water there but paranormal investigators use them to find like electromagnetic fields and changes in the radio waves and the atmosphere and and things like that. And that's that's one of the most interesting things to me is, you know, just forces in nature. So do you think it's legit that you can find water like that? I haven't tried it.
1: But But like, do you... I mean... I don't know the science behind that. I mean, there's
0: lots of weird ways that people find things like you know moss only grows on the north side of a tree and stuff like people had to figure that out somehow that's true like i just want to know the guy that was walking with his fishing poles in each hand and then all of a sudden they crossed without him doing that and he was like what does this mean
1: (laughs) well and so that's like so the whole idea is you take two sticks Sorry. The wind Wind outside. A little eerie. Anyways, you take two sticks and you're supposed to hold them like loosely and they have to be bent. Yeah. Like, so your hands are making a fist upright with your thumb on top and you're holding these sticks and it's supposed to be loosely and they will just naturally come together and cross when you have come on top of water. So, like, if you were digging a well, you would use that to find the water. I just. I I would I'm so curious to know what the science behind that is.
0: It may have to do with magnets, or is you it know, Minerals, I don't know. <laughs> they probably burned a lot of people that were trying that in the beginning. <laughs> Squish them out. under. He's just it's trying like, to dig a well for his like, family. Guys, Somebody sees him with two I've sticks in the
1: I've got these two sticks, and they find water. <laughs> and I they're go, like, "Burn which? him, that stick!" <laughs> oh man, he's a wizard. Speaking of witches and the origin of things, tonight we decided that we are going to do some origin discussion, some origin stories. Uh, So a lot of you might not know the history of Halloween. You might not. I mean, I assume a lot of people probably do, but for the longest time I know I didn't. Uh, and you know, depending on where you grew up, you hear all kinds of different things about it. You know, if you grew up in church, it is the devil's holiday and, you know, people who celebrate it or partake in it are inviting demons into their lives. And then, you know, a lot of people that I know just think it's a fun time dressing up, getting candy, Nothing really to it anymore, um, but to discuss its origin, where it actually started, supposedly actually started. Uh, I thought that would be interesting, and maybe we'll go... I We will definitely cover Halloween's origin, and then Witch's origin. Um, is that the right way to say it? Witch's origin? Or yeah. witches' origins?
0: I think it'd be the origin of witches.
1: Oh, there we go. Just... Rework the sentence. Yeah. Perfect. Mr. Teacher Guy. Thought I had something more clever to say there, but I didn't. (laughs) Anyways. (laughs) Wow, what an insult. (laughs) Yeah, I just really came at you on that one. (laughs) So anyways, Aaron is going to read a little bit or a little excerpt from its history, correct? The History Channel. Yes. So it's totally accurate and totally believable, um, but so we're That's just sarcasm. So we're just gonna he's gonna read through this, and we're just gonna kind of go through it a little bit by little bit, and just discuss as we go and as we uh, find things that we well, find interesting.
0: And let me say, I don't think this in particular has a lot of uh, particular. This doesn't have a lot of leanings or biases in the writing. Like, I really just think they're spelling out an origin of how this holiday was born. But it says that Halloween's origin... Uh, Halloween, Halloween's or a-ween's. <laughs> that's what I was going to... I did so good with words earlier and now, like, I've used all my power. I can't... You rearrange that sentence and for me. i rearranging and it's everything. It's all gone. Halloween's origins date back to the ancient Celtic festival of Samhain, pronounced, oh, so in.
1: <laughs> now, listen, you guys have to know this is spelled in English S A M H A I N, but is apparently pronounced S O W I N. That's why I haven't
0: so pre read the article. <laughs> The Celts who lived 2,000 years ago, mostly in the area that is now Ireland, so Chad, you would be Celtic. Yeah.
1: The United Kingdom and Northern
0: France celebrated their new year on November 1st. This day marked the end of summer and the harvest and the beginning of the dark, cold winter, a time of year that was often associated with human death. Because when things get cold, people die. They die.
1: (laughs) when you don't have sources of heat other than, you know, well, campfires, things get real rough, yeah, especially in that part of the campfire, world. you are not a
0: campfire, then it's all bad. It's real tough. This day marked the end of summer and the harvest. Oh, I've read all that already. Celts <laughs> believe. <laughs> round that on, two. Round two. Celts <laughs> believe that on the night before the new year, a boundary <laughs> between the worlds of the living and the dead became blurred. On the night of October 31st, they celebrated Samhain, when it was believed that the ghosts of the dead returned to earth. In addition to causing trouble and damaging crops, Celts thought that the presence of the otherworldly spirits made it easier for the Druids, or Celtic priests, to make predictions about the future. For a people entirely dependent on the volatile natural world, these prophecies were an important source of comfort during a long dark winter. To commemorate the event, Druids built huge sacred bonfires, where the people gathered to burn crops and animals as sacrifices to the Celtic deities. During the celebration, the Celts wore costumes, typically consisting of animal heads and skins, and attempted to tell each other's fortunes. I like that it says attempted to tell each other's fortunes. Yeah,
1: like... Well, like, who decided they were going to do that? Like, you and I are just sitting around this bonfire. I've thrown in my goat. You've thrown in your corn. We're wearing freshly killed animal (laughs) skins on our head. And I'm like... You're going to have a great year. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have a great this year, This is going to be your year, guy. Yeah. You're going to have the greatest crops, the greatest crops you've ever seen. <laughs> Everybody's talking about it. They're amazing.
0: <laughs> I Man, your goats are going to be way better than that goat was. <laughs> 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 what animal skin would you have worn around the bonfire? Depends on how good
1: I was at killing stuff.
0: Well, we all and know what's that available. you would be a serial killer if you weren't, you know. So maybe oh, well, you just wore another maybe, human. Yeah, just a person.
1: <laughs> That's really twisted. Well, I don't know what's like what animals are like native to that. I mean, I know they have like deer and things like that. I'm not
0: doing that big of a deep dive, man. I'm just oh, okay. just use your imagination. A bear. A bear? Of course a bear. I would want to wear an elephant.
1: Um, those aren't there for
0: sure. Yeah, but and it would Look, freaking nowadays, kill you. People go all over the internet to get costumes from all over the world. I just imagine back then they would have tra- They've been like, my costume this year is going to be legit. I'm going to go down to Africa. I'm going to snag <laughs> me an elephant. And I'm going to show up for Celtic New Year in an elephant hide with an elephant head on. And it's going to be amazing.
1: Do you know how big an elephant head is? Yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't think you do. I mean, I think it would be annoying after a while. I'd have to be brushing that trunk out of my face all night. The
1: trunk would not be in your face. It would be in your front. If you wore an elephant head.
0: Yeah, if I got an elephant head on my head.
1: You can't put an elephant no, head on your like, head.
0: No, here's what I'm picturing. Because you and I have, you're, you're perceiving this so much differently than me. I'm, per, I'm picturing like, you know, what you would do with like a bear. Like you would take, like you'd make a bear coat. And the hood of the coat would be the bear's head with, like, the mouth that sat on top, like a hat. Yes. That's what I'm thinking of when I'm thinking of an elephant. Like, the trunk is, like, the top part of the hat, and the tusks come out, and then the trunk just hangs down in See, front of See, but my the face.
1: problem with that is an elephant's head is going to be more like a mascot costume <laughs> <laughs> where it goes... Where you slip up inside it, and it comes down to like your waist or your <laughs> knees, elephants' uh, heads are huge,
0: dude, and my, are really heavy. My elephant cloak would be awesome though. <laughs> I'd have to hire people to carry around the back end of my costume
1: not only is not only is it the greatest costume at the party, it's also a house.
0: That's right. You
1: just squat down and you go sleep inside it.
0: You're right, I am gonna have a good year because when this is all over, I'm gonna make this into a tent. <laughs>
1: That's, I'll tell you what, elephant skin would be great for a tent. Yeah, it would. Waterproof? Yeah, it doesn't leak. It's You're good to go. Yeah. It's a thick leather. <laughs> That's
0: <so good. laughs> Best idea I've ever had. Oh my God. If I was a Celt, I'd be living large.
1: With Oh, with the elephant. Yeah, with for the sure. Elephant. So is that it? Is that kind of the end of The origin just
0: well no it says by 43 this bonfire that they threw things in
1: by the way how i would love to know how big this bonfire is like is this like
0: it says verbatim druids built huge sacred bonfires so it was the priests that mm -hmm. built bonfires to these deities so i'm guessing they were pretty massive
1: So we're talking like... Because it's not like
0: us when we build a bonfire and we use like pallets and stuff. Like, they're just cutting down whole trees and throwing them together and lighting them on fire. Heck yes. And it says that when the celebration was over, they relit their hearth fires. I don't know what a hearth fire is, but I'm guessing it was symbolic of like, you know, their life or their family or whatever. They would extinguish them for the celebration, and then light their hearth hearth fires with the sacred fire from oh. that bonfire uh, to help protect them during the coming winter. Hmm. So it was a symbol of protection by forty three a d The Roman Empire had conquered the majority of Celtic territory. In the course of the 400 years that they ruled the Celtic lands, two festivals of Roman origin were combined with the traditional Celtic celebration of Samhain. The first was Feralia, a day in late October when the Romans traditionally commemorated the passing of the dead. The second was to honor Pomona, the Roman goddess of fruit and trees. The symbol of Pomona is the apple, and the incorporation of this celebration into Samhain so- into probably explains the tradition of bobbing for apples that is practiced today on Halloween. So, so, what we have, essentially, is a mixture of some Celtic religion and some Roman religion celebrations.
1: So, there's a lot of cultures, then, that celebrate, around this time of year, the dead. Yeah. Because, I mean, I, and I don't know the proper term. I would say Aztecs, but I feel like that's a little too ancient. But, like... uh people of latino or hispanic descent isn't there day of the dead in october as well
0: i think so i would have to look it up
1: uh, i'm i'm thinking it is and so there you have you have the celtic region the romans and then uh i, I don't would it be latin is that is that proper i don't want to you know offend anybody or anything but so you have three completely different regions of the world all kind of having this celebration either of the dead or passing of the dead, or they believe that there's a gateway that's opened around that time. That's super interesting to me that they would all kind of sync up like that.
0: Yeah, it is. It's October 31st through November 2nd, so they have a three-day celebration that they call the Day of the Dead.
1: That's so wild. So
0: maybe there's something to that. I don't know. To like this time
1: of the year and so on.
0: Yeah. I mean, we'd have to do more research than just a History Channel article. Yeah. But But, like if there's one thing that
1: I've learned. So here recently, and Aaron knows this, uh, here recently I did a study through the book of Revelation, which if you want to talk about some spooky stuff, you know, ground opening up and scorpion demons coming out and torturing people for a period of time. There's some wicked stuff going on in Revelation. But so if there's anything that I kind of came away with, it's I'm not so set on the way I see things or the way I have thought things were being as right. Like I'm a little bit more loose on like, well, just there's so much um, in Revelation as far as like everything having meaning numbers, like all of the numbers having meaning. And so I could totally be down with um, a certain time of year or whatever there being, I don't know, maybe some kind of loosening of a gateway or something, or just a time that uh, Satan has chosen in the year to be more active in the spiritual realm or whatever. It's kind of wicked to think about.
0: Yeah, it's, you know, I mean... We have movies and stuff that hypothesize and speculate and all that kind of stuff about, you know, they have what we call the witching hour. I know we're about to get to witches, so maybe this will be a segue, but we have what we call Perfect the witching segue. hour. And, um, it's actually, that actually comes from, uh, a long, like way, you know, that's, that comes from biblical, um, knowledge as well because Christ died a- around 3 p.m. and so they think as a way to mock the death of Christ that the spirit world becomes active because it's you know uh, or that or Satan and demons become more active at around 3 a.m. because it's that's just the way that they would mock the the death of Christ and
1: which would totally make sense because as I saw in Revelation everything that he does is just parody of God yeah like, he has his own mock trinity, like, everything that he does. Yeah. he Like, the guy that uh, d- led the study, he kept saying all the time that Satan's never had an original thought in his life. Yeah. Like, everything he has done, even from the beginning when he tried to overthrow God, it's all God has already done it. Yeah. Which is interesting to me. And so then you've got that witching hour idea, which, I mean, I could totally see being legit.
0: Right. And, well, you know, you and I are believers, and so we know that there is a lot more interaction in our world from the spirit world than most people would like to believe or even think about. Yeah, You know, I, I, I don't believe in coincidence. I believe that every little minor I don't think that you can believe in the sovereignty of God and then also believe in coincidence i just those things don't nothing happens by chance under the sovereignty of God whether good or bad or whatever and you know you can see in job that satan and god wager over job and so i, yeah. I think you know i know that revelation would spell out that when christ died uh, satan was cast out of heaven and so he's not allowed to to go back and accuse like he did when he was doing that with, with Job, But I still think that there are times where, like you said, that we've got that blur, that blurring of, uh, of our realm and that realm and, and why, and, and wild things happen.
1: Well, and you know, there's, uh, plenty of evidence in scripture. And I would say in history, uh, some of it is kind of sketchy as far as, uh, you know, the lack of understanding of mental issues and things yeah. like that. But there's plenty of evidence for things like demon possession and so on. Uh, and we are told that, you know, there's a spiritual battle always happening around us. And so, uh, I, I mean, I don't think demons are like moving glasses across the counter or anything like that. But like uh, there's definitely spiritual movement happening parallel with our movement right and i think that they can cross over as much as they want to or at least as much as god allows them to right uh
0: and that's what's interesting to me is we don't know the rules that god has set for how they can operate you know because we know that satan is in control here like he's he prowls. He prowls around like a like a roaring lion, and this is his domain. This is his dominion. Now, of course, God is sovereign, and He is in control over all things, and He is even in, in control over the devil. But this is kind of like his his place. Yeah. And
1: uh, he has been given some level of dominion,
0: right? Yeah. And so we don't we don't know what that is. We don't know what the rules are, the parameters are. Uh, and I've done a lot of thinking as far as. You know, so the Bible, I, I, I believe in—it's in. in it's a speculation or a theory or whatever you want to call it of—oh, um, what's it called? I'll think of it yes. in a second. Yeah, I'll think of it in a second. <laughs> but uh, basically, the theory goes, you know, Christ says to the thief on the cross, today you will be with me in paradise, uh, but the Bible also spells out in Revelation that those who have already died before that day will be brought up out of the ground, and those who are alive at that time will go up after. And so I, I believe that there is this, um, there, that, that there might be something to not all ghosts being demons if that mm. makes sense. Okay, yeah. Just because in real time, where you and I live, uh, that day hasn't happened yet. Yeah. So for them, it it has. Like, I wish I could think of the name of it, and it'll come to me in, in a minute. It's It's... It's going to sound weird, but it's trans something. But it's not like the trans that everybody associates that word with. But it's trans
1: configuration. Nope. I don't know That's what that is. Cool. I'll think sounds, of
0: it in a second. I know the it word. It sounds good. I just can't think of it right now. But yeah. basically, the theory is if if when you are in the spirit realm, because God is not uh, bound by time or bound by history, so when you enter the spirit realm after death, you go to where God is. Okay. Mm. So you, all those who have gone before us, are there with us in heaven now because they're outside of time. Yeah. So for them, that day has happened. But for us who are here in real time, it hasn't happened yet. Mm-hmm. So we're still waiting for that that day to play out. We're still bound by time and the laws of physics and the laws of nature and, and things like that. And so that's why I think that there's something to this kind of replaying of history and and ghosts and things like that and uh and all that kind of stuff so yeah yeah uh, for me it's 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 plausible
1: yeah absolutely oh and so uh, we're gonna get into a little bit of uh ghosts here in the origin of witches So, early witches were people who practiced witchcraft using magic spells and calling upon spirits for help to bring about change. Most witches were thought to be pagans doing the devil's work. Many, however, were simply natural healers or so-called wise women whose choice of profession was misunderstood. It's unclear exactly when witches came on the historical scene, but one of the earliest records of a witch is in the Bible, in the book of First Samuel, thought to be written between nine thirty one BC and seven twenty one BC. So when I read that, I was like, Okay, well, I'm gonna have to go see for myself. Because yeah, again, she's
0: the one that raises what's his face for Saul, right? Yes. Yeah.
1: So I've never heard this story before. And I'm like, okay, history channel, sure, whatever. So it's I go in the prophet, right? No, it's Samuel.
0: Samuel the prophet. So, the first Samuel, so
1: I go and I look it up, and uh, here is the deal: First uh, Samuel twenty-eight, starting in verse four, uh, it says the Philistines set up their camp at Shunem, and Saul gathered all the army of Israel and camped at Gilboa. When Saul saw the vast Philistine army, he came. He became frantic with fear. He asked the Lord what he should do, but the Lord refused to answer him, either by dreams or sacred lots or by the prophets. Saul then said to his advisors, find a woman who is a medium, so I can go and ask her what to do. Find it interesting that it's always women that are witches. I think that's kind of weird, but okay. Uh, his advisors replied, there is a medium at Endor. Such a cool name. Just saying. Uh, So Saul disguised himself by wearing ordinary clothes instead of his royal robes. Then he went to the woman's home at night, accompanied by two of his men. I have to talk to a man who has died, he said. Will you call up his spirit for me? I was like, what? She says, are you trying to get me killed? The woman demanded. You know that Saul outlawed the mediums and all who consult with spirits of the dead. Why are you setting a trap for me? But Saul took an oath in the name of the Lord and promised, as surely as the Lord lives, nothing bad will happen to you for doing this. Finally, the woman said, well, whose spirit do you want me to call up? Call up Samuel, Saul replied. When the woman saw Samuel, she screamed, you've deceived me. You are Saul. Don't be afraid, the king told her. What do you see? I see a God coming out of the earth, she said. What does he look like? Saul asked. He is an old man wrapped in a robe, she replied. Saul realized it was Samuel and fell on the ground before him. Why have you disturbed me by calling me back, Samuel asked Saul? Because I'm in deep trouble, he says. Uh, the Philistines are at war with me. So Samuel goes on to tell him, You're gonna die, and everyone with you's gonna die. Right. And so I'm reading that and I'm like, holy friggin' crap. So okay. <laughs> I know. That to some degree, there is some legitimate witchcraft out there. Yeah. Uh, We know that even from early on in Exodus, Mm -hmm. where uh, Pharaoh has these magicians Mm -hmm. that perform uh, quote-unquote miracles, Um, but... To he goes to this woman and I picture like the classic setup like enters the tent, yeah, table with the tablecloth with the Crystal globe wall. on it. Yeah. And uh he goes in and she asks or he asks her to call forward this spirit and she just does it. Yeah. She's just like, oh okay, yeah, sure. Like I'll ring him up. <laughs> and she does. And creepy Samuel shows up in his robe. And Saul sees him, and so he legitimately sees a ghost. So number one, we've got witches doing witchcrafty things. Well, so number I, two, we got ghosts. I'm like,
0: well, so uh, here's here's what, what? we know. Because I've 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 actually done a little study into that text. We know that Saul doesn't see Samuel because oh, he doesn't he see asks him. her. Oh, what? What is he wearing? Who do you see? Okay, yeah, that makes sense. We also know that she's probably never called forth an actual spirit before because he frightens her when he appears. If she had been doing this consistently for other people as a medium, Mm -hmm. that's her whole job.
1: But wasn't she frightened because she found out that he actually is Saul?
0: No, she was frightened because she sees Samuel appear. That's why she screams. She sees an actual ghost come through so again that's why i say like god allows that yeah like there's god is in control of everything Mm -hmm. so he is in control of who gets to come back and and do what and things like that and so that's why i say that i i feel like there's something to this not all ghosts or demons type thing and, and that God, he uses them specifically for this purpose. I believe he uses them specifically for other perso- purposes. But yeah, like you said, you have um, the difference in the witchcraft that we know, uh, and especially with what her witchcraft was, is her witchcraft uh, and, and this other stuff like Wiccan and things like that all deal with very dark beliefs uh, mm-hmm. and very satanic beliefs and things like that. And uh, and so that's why they are able to, to conjure things. It's not that they're they're praying to a different God, but they're consulting a, a someone else who has a spiritual ability to, to do those things. Because again, Satan's not God. He does not have ultimate control. He can no. only be in one place at one time. He's not omnipotent or omniscient or omnipresent or any of that. But he is an angel. Mm-hmm. And so he does have the ability to do some things like that. Yeah. So.
1: Him and his demons do have some power. Yeah. And it, I don't know, just, so just wicked to me to think like, yes, there are witches. Yes, there are ghosts to some degree, not like we paint them in, you know, our, our you know, pop culture-esque, like, you know, the broom with the cauldron yeah. and the hat and the wart. But, like, to some degree, witchcraft is a real thing. And to some degree, ghosts are real things, whether yeah. they are demons or spirits, whatever. Uh, but so we also see later... Or we also see earlier in the Old Testament, it says here, uh, other Old Testament verses condemn witches such as the off-sided uh, Exodus 22, 18, which says, Thou shalt not suffer a witch to live. Uh, and there's more biblical texts also. So moving on with the witch origin, witch hysteria really took hold in Europe during the mid-1400s when many accused witches confessed, often under torture, to a variety of wicked behaviors. Within a century, witch hunts were common, and most of the accused were executed by burning at the stake, which we all know, or hanging. Single women, widows, or other women on the margins of society were especially targeted. Between the years 1500 and 1660, it's estimated that up to 80,000 suspected witches were put to death in Europe.
0: My gosh, man.
1: Around 80% of them were women thought to be in cahoots with the devil and filled with lust. Germany had the highest witchcraft execution rate, while Ireland had the lowest. Hey. Look at us go. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, because so, they were celebrating the festival of sewing. They're right, out man. there in their animal skins, we like telling fortunes <laughs> and stuff. People love witches were celebrities back then. <laughs> that's
1: right. We weren't worried about it, covered in dead rabbits and squirrels. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Tell
0: me my fortune, fair maiden. <laughs> that's right.
1: With our big old ball. What dost thou
0: think of my deer skin? So what do you think
1: what if you had to venture a guess, what Percentage of that, we'll say eighty thousand, because that's just their best guess. What percentage of that eighty thousand do you think we're actually practicing witchcraft?
0: If I like, had to venture a guess, like the, less than five percent.
1: Less than five. And I was gonna say, like the way we would describe witchcraft. Let me see what
0: that exact number comes out to, just because I'm curious. <laughs>
1: because <laughs> when we say witchcraft it's completely different from what they, w- they would have even considered some sciences and medicines witchcraft. Uh,
0: 1,600. So that's 2% of 80,000. is still 1,600 people. Yikes. So probably even less than that. Yeah. Like, we're in the zero point percentile range of who might or, have been an actual witch.
1: Or is witchcraft... More popular than we think it is.
0: Well, it is nowadays. That's for sure. I was
1: going to say, we were just talking with a co worker this morning and I, we were talking about different locations in Arkansas that are creepy or supposedly haunted or, you know, there's like ghost towns and things like that. But he was telling me that around this certain area, Jasper, Arkansas, there's like a legitimate like coven out there. Yeah. And I'm like, Wait, really? And he's like, yeah, it's like a whole compound of women practicing witchcraft. And I'm yeah. just like, ooh, yeah. that it's gives me the willies, man. Today. It's so... I just wonder what draws someone to that. Because everything about that freaks me out, and I would not like it one bit.
0: Well, I mean, I. It, we all know it's sin and selfishness, of course. Mm. But... Most of it is power. Like, again, who becomes the most powerful person in that room with Saul and the medium? The medium. She has power over the king. The king is coming to her for a service. He's the most powerful man in the land. And so that might be the allure of it. You know, like, I can get what I want. I can cast a spell and make whoever I want go away. Or I can cast another spell and make whoever I want fall in love with me. Or I can cast whoever I want and... Be rich and successful, and it's all—it's all about power.
1: Mm. There's a good question. What do you think about curses? Because we know from Scripture, there was one particular prophet who cursed some some uh, wily children, and. Bears came out of the woods and ate them. Because
0: I made fun of him for being bald.
1: <laughs> so like what do you think about curses? You think that's a thing that actually happens?
0: Well again, I, I I he was a man of God. Yeah. And so I don't know that it I think what they would Squeaky. consider a curse mm-hmm. would be his condemnation upon them and God answers that condemnation or or whatever. Um but I I don't I don't think there's. Well, I I'm gonna just say that I don't know, cause you know again if you have people messing with dark stuff, yeah, there may be something to it. If you have men of God, especially who can curse or condemn things, Jesus curses the the plant that doesn't produce figs, the fig plant, and it wilts and dies and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So I just think that it depends on who you're who your source for cursing is honestly well
1: and so that brings up another interesting because
0: there were several other nations that tried to curse the Israelites when they were wandering through the wilderness and moving through their lands and things like that and it didn't mm-hmm. work like in the instance of Balaam and his prophet oh, they're yeah. trying to curse the Israelites and it, it god was like nope not going to let you do that i'm going to and all of the curses fall back on uh the king or whatever so yeah,
1: and that I mean that just you're just disc- you discussing that and kind of thinking through it. Super interesting. Uh, going again back to Revelation, it talks about um, the false prophet, mm. who is an he's a part of that mock Trinity yeah. of Satan's, and he is essentially his mock mm. Holy Spirit, and so he goes around uh, professing. That, you know, Satan is God and he, you know, he's all powerful and all these things. And he even does or performs signs and wonders, like makes fire fall from the sky and things like that. But he's not able to do it unless Satan is present with him. Yeah. Like if Satan leaves his presence, like goes into a different room, he can no longer perform those miracles because it's not him doing it, it's Satan doing it. And so I, you saying that just makes me think like, okay, say you cut somebody off in traffic yeah. okay, and they curse you. Right. Who's to say that if they are living in such a way that they have surrounded themselves with evil spirits, not consciously, but like by the way they live and by the things they do in the spiritual realm, they are surrounded, that if they curse you, that those evil spirits not you in particular because i believe that believers have a certain protection from those things uh but say you're just another joe driving down the road who's to say that one of those demons doesn't follow you and fulfill that cursing not right? i you know that's that's wild to think about yeah
0: well and and again i think of the fact that god allowed satan to mess with job
1: yeah mess with in a very serious way yeah (laughs) like like
0: struck him with all kinds of sickness and disease and then killed his family family from him and took
1: all of his livestock and riches yeah and, and
0: again the beauty of that is that god had so much faith in job that he wouldn't turn away from him when all of that happened yeah that he allowed it that's I think a lot of times we just look right at all of the awfulness that happened to Job and we don't look at why God allowed it. And it wasn't because God wanted to be mean or anything. And, you know, yes, he was trying to prove a point, but he was trying to prove a point to Satan that, man, when people are mine, they're mine. Yeah. And you're not going to break them. Yep. You're, no matter what you throw at them, you're not going to break them. And so to me, that's beautiful that God also has faith in his faithful. Mm. to remain faithful um but yeah like you said i it's it's plausible at this point it's just all plausible yeah <laughs> i just it could all happen which,
1: which is just earth shattering to me because you go from you know you tell yourself all the time oh well that's not real these things aren't real but like skirt yeah might actually be kind of yeah. real <laughs> That's yeah, kind of unsettling. Which I mean, just makes me really happy that I'm a believer, uh, because I I don't fear those things because I know that the one that's in me is more Better powerful than he than, who is in the world. Exactly. But you go from this idea of oh, those things aren't real, witches aren't real, ghosts aren't real, curses, etc., aren't real, to
0: well, yeah, might be. It may not all be real.
1: And it might not be real in the terms of what you think they are. Right. You know, it might look different, but be real. Yeah. And and the threat still be real. That's intense to think about.
0: Yeah, it really, really... Well, and you know, that's why the Scripture is so specific about telling us, like, things and, and certain people that we should have nothing to do with because of the power that it, it has over us, the influence that it that it has over us. And it's why Scripture tells us that, you know, we should keep our minds on things that are above and not on things that are here below, that, you know, we should have nothing to do with those who speak anything besides the gospel just because of the, the influence and the power that that stuff can have over us and, and the different types of curses and, and witchcraft, quote-unquote, that that stuff can... Have have on our have on our lives. Like I think that's one thing that we as believers forget on a daily basis is we are fighting a spiritual battle, mm. and there are things happening every single day in the spiritual realm uh, that affect us in the natural realm uh, that you know control things in the natural realm, and and we are all subject to it, and so we've 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 got. We've just, you know, we've got to remember that because, like you said, while all this stuff, in the way we imagine it may not be legit, there is legitimacy to two curses and two witchcraft and and things like that.
1: Yeah. Which is just even more reason to never play with a Ouija board. Yeah.
0: No, don't do it. Don't touch it. If you have one, throw it away. You can't burn it because it's not going to. But... (laughs) I've seen so? people try that. <laughs> well, I mean, in a movie, it was a fictional movie, but I'm just saying, if you are like, oh, I, I can totally burn a Ouija board, and then you try it and it doesn't burn, like now we're both scared. Like, That's just... <laughs> true facts.
1: Yeah, I mean, I am not like a you know, if you watch a horror movie, you're, you're inviting the demons. Yeah, you're in. not opening a portal. I, I'm or not a gateway that guy, or... but I am like Ouija boards. Yeah. Uh, I would even go into like some tarot cards and yeah, stuff like that. Like that's just what that not... stuff was
0: designed for.
1: Exactly. Well, and now, uh, freaking crap! If you're a believer, it's right there in the Bible, and you can't even freaking yeah. deny it. Yeah. Like, that crap happens. Yeah. Now she didn't use a Ouija board. No.
0: We just... don't know what incantation she did, but I mean, you even get into the New Testament; and they're still casting lots for things. Yeah. Like, there's this belief that. You know, again, in the sovereignty of God, which is why they cast lots and stuff. We don't know what the lots were. They were often like pieces of bone or yeah, little chunks of wood, things like that, kind
1: of like a dice. Oh, yeah, and I a form of dice, the same idea. Yeah, and so, but, you know,
0: they they cast lots for Jesus' garments of clothing. They mm-hmm. cast lots to choose, to, you know, disciple, disciple. Yeah. And, and all that kind of thing. So, like I said, it, it's not stuff that you just want to play with willy-nilly because that stuff does open a doorway because it's that's what it was designed yeah, to do. Exactly.
1: That's what it's there for. Yeah. Whereas, like, I don't know, watching a movie, going to a party, carving a pumpkin, I think there's intent of the heart that makes yeah. a difference there. A, a big difference. A huge difference. Like, my son carved a pumpkin today. yeah And it's sitting in our house and we put a candle in it. Well, number one, Never thought of this, and if you're kind of a basic white girl uh, like myself, I was like, put a scented candle in it. Now it is not only Halloween decoration, but makes your house smell great.
0: That is a, an incredible idea. Right?
1: I was like, why have I never thought to do We're gonna this? We're going to have to she edit didn't...
0: this part out of the podcast so that we can begin making those plastic pumpkins that just come with the scented candle in it.
1: Well, that we're definitely gonna have. We're to gonna have to erase this whole part. <laughs> Out this whole section.
0: Plastic gone. scented pumpkin, TM Chad and Aaron. Don't you take it? <laughs> I TM'd it. It's trademarked. I t- 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 I'm copywriting well, this idea, I will sue you.
1: But yeah, I was just like, so I, I mean, full size pumpkins all over your house might be a bit much, but you could set up a couple jack o' lanterns with some scented candles in.
0: Yeah. Makes, you ain't even got to carve a face into it. We can carve your favorite saying or whatever. So, my wife has
1: always, and I say always, I don't know about her childhood, but for the longest time before she and I met, she carved like images yeah. into it. Like, you know, people get like the stencils and they yeah. like carve an actor's face into it or whatever. Yeah. I've never done that. You
0: never it, stenciled like awesome pumpkin? No, and it's standard triangle face.
1: Well, not always standard triangle face, but I always created my own. Like Um, I looked at it and I cut out whatever I wanted.
0: Oh, you were just like, "What could this pumpkin be?" That's right. (laughs) Like then you did it,
1: like the one that is now super popular and makes me feel so unoriginal. But like when you cut its face out and it looks sickly, and then you use the insides to make it look like it's throwing up. Yeah, that kind of stuff was what I did.
0: I just love. I just picture you sitting like. At your kitchen table, like, staring at this pumpkin. Until it speaks to and me. Your, yeah, and your brother comes in, <laughs> and he's like, what are you doing? And you're like, I'm waiting for this pumpkin to tell me who it is. That's right. I'm so looking that I for might create it in its image.
1: <laughs> but, yeah, so one of the first years we were married, and we were talking about getting pumpkins for pumpkin carving, she was talking about getting stencils, and I was like, for what? <laughs> so, yeah, like... Uh all we need is a pumpkin and a knife, girlfriend, and we go to town. You're just so
0: old school. That's right. Just do whatever the heck you want, married make that you're thing just a, a ruffian from the woods. That's <laughs> and right. Well, listen. This basic white girl who's like, "We're going to get a stencil." And you're like, "No, woman, just give me a <laughs> knife." Well, listen. The
1: so the whole idea of course behind jack-o-lanterns is to ward or ward off, off. The, yeah, yeah, ward off the spirits. Spirits. What's what's scarier, my jagged-eyed, wicked face with sharp teeth, or or her Luke Bryan pumpkin?
0: Ain't no ghost afraid of Luke Bryan.
1: (laughs) I ain't afraid of no Luke Bryan. (laughs) That's right.
0: They are gonna be afraid of Snaggletooth Jack back there. That's right. Barfing (laughs) out his (laughs) gut. That's right. What is wrong with this pumpkin? (laughs) (laughs) He's seen some things.
1: Oh man, I'm excited. I'm excited we're going to Shark Tank with this uh
0: Yeah, dude. Pumpkin idea. Who would you want to work with? That's not a Halloween question, but Mark Cuban. I was going to say the for same sure. thing. sure.
1: He just seems the most fun.
0: What's the old older uh, the older the more the wiser lady's name?
1: <laughs> I'm trying to think of a politically correct way to say that. What's that witch's name? Uh I don't know. And I was saying that. Is it Susan? Fishy-ishly. fishy. fishy what? Is it Susan? I genuinely don't know. Let me know. look it up. Literally the only one I know is Mark Cuban. That's it.
0: Wow. Do you watch it consistently? No. I sh- I watch it enough that I should know.
1: I'm not a big Shark Tank person.
0: Kristen loves Shark Tank. Barbara. Uh, well, you were close. I was. Susan's not far <laughs> off from Barbara. <laughs> well i enjoyed this
1: aaron it was fun i enjoyed and see this is this is the difference when not saying i don't love the other guys i do and i wish they were on right now but like aaron and i really love like origin like talk these things out and think well like aaron was saying when he introduced me to the origin of halloween he was like you know who just sat there and was like I'm going to put this animal skin on my head right. to scare away evil spirits. Right. Like, I love thinking about stuff like that. Well,
0: and my thought is, what did they try before that?
1: Because well, it had to be somebody was f- that
0: was like, this year we're going to start a fire and we're going to wear animal skins. Well, and who was the first
1: guy who was because like... last
0: <gasps> year covering ourselves in honey and dancing around naked did not work.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, who was the first guy who was like, oh, there's evil spirits That's here? That's right today's who the was day just,
0: like who what crazy wild-eyed person ran into town and was like the portal's been open and they're like what portal <laughs> he's like start a fire sure,
1: quick!" Right.
0: and that was and then he became the leader of the druids like he's oh what God. started the druid priest tradition like that's stuff that i like <laughs> to think about well i think we've
1: fleshed out some really cool stuff uh yeah i mean witches ghosts all that the, everything's wide open. I'm totally not closed minded to any of it That's anymore. Right. All
0: portals are. <laughs> That's right. All the portals open.
1: are open. So get your animal hats. That's right. Get your animal
0: hats. <laughs> That'll be our first t shirt. Get your animal hats.
1: All right, guys. Well, we are going to get out of here. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate you. Please leave us a review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. We'll read it. Follow us if you're listening on Spotify. Yes. Hit us up on Instagram. Aaron can attest I'm actually posting things yeah some of them are funny some of them are interesting stuff uh, at pop gospel pod
0: that's right and we are 26 followers away on Instagram 200 200 where we get to do our giveaway so that you the listener can join us for a special segment on the podcast
1: and it's not gonna give Chad anxiety at all
0: (laughs) all right he's already filled with it (laughs)
1: Alright, guys, we're gonna get out of here. I'm Chad the Dad.
0: I still stand alone.
1: (laughs) And we're out. Peace.
0: Oh, God! (laughs) I reached, like, I punched the crap out of that tissue paper, dude.